Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 504 of the Juice Box Podcast. I'm squeezing an extra show in here this week. And why? Well, it's because Sacha is allergic to her insulin. Well, she was. And she, well, she is. But now there's a workaround, and it's fascinating. Sasha just graduated from high school. She lives in Canada. She is allergic to insulin. Allergic means painful, raised welts, and decreased efficacy. What follows is her story, and we'll find out together what she was able to do. It's a really interesting story. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I want to thank new members of Buy Me... I don't even know how to say this. There's a Buy Me a Coffee link where people can become members of the show and part of becoming a member is getting a shout out on the show uh, so the first time you become a member you get your name shouted out so i've got a list for you here before we get started thank you so much to jeanette jennifer daniel grace julie blue leah melissa larissa Allison, Marilyn, Shannon, Sue, Nancy, and Jessica for becoming members and supporting the show like you are. Really amazing. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash juice box. And a sincere thank you to many of you who just bought me a couple of cups of coffee and didn't do it annually, but still, it's really amazing. I'm about to use some of your money to buy hard drives, hubs, and a few other computer-based objects that I need. Computer-based objects? Who says that? Anyway, thank you. Right before we get started, I'd like to remind you that if you go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and fill out the survey completely, the show benefits and so do you. As a matter of fact, I saw someone on Instagram today who became a T1D Exchange supporter. They went and they filled out the survey. The survey is super simple. I'll tell you about it a little later. Um, and they are in the middle of doing... Um, a, a trial for a CGM company testing their adhesives. It's kind of an interesting little thing that came from being part of the T1D exchange. You don't have to do stuff like that. The T1D exchange is happy to just have your, your brief questions to their, to their short survey. Uh, by the way, you have to be a U.S. citizen type one or U.S. citizen caregiver of a type one. But anyway, other possibilities do pop up afterwards. It was so cool to see someone online doing something uh, for everyone with type 1 diabetes, and when I, I kind of liked their post, they said, I'm here because of you. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. So t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Hi, my name is Sasha Cardinal. Sasha, how old are you? I'm eight in October. Wait, you're definitely not eight years old, so I didn't hear everything you said, I don't think. How old are you? I'm 18 in October. In October, you'll be 18. Are you still in high school? Uh, yeah, I just graduated oh. in June. Congratulations. Thank you. Like last month. Sorry? Like last month you graduated. Yep. That's kind of exciting. Well, I mean, is it exciting or is it just like, oh, now that's over? 
yeah, more like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Are you? Do you have plans for university? Uh, yeah, I'm going to U Ottawa. Nice. Congratulations. Do you have a, a focus, something you're thinking about studying? Criminology, definitely. Criminology. Okay, excellent. What made you interested in that? I really know. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely doing it, but you're not sure why? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like my day's plans. Um, how old were you when you got diabetes? I was two years old. Oh, you have been rocking this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so you're 18, just about. We'll call it 18. Um, you're, you've had diabetes pretty much your entire life. Yep. What do you remember about it from when you were little? Not a lot. Um, mom was doing most of the work when I was little mm -hmm. so I just remember having to give insulin when I was eating and that's about it no kidding so it was sort of really part of your life not something that you think of as this extra thing that happens no definitely not interesting okay my daughter was also two when she was diagnosed and she's going to be 17 in a couple of weeks oh wow so you guys probably, what were you, 2005 maybe when you were diagnosed? Uh, yeah, January, January 2006. Oh, 2006. Yep. So my daughter was diagnosed in August that year. So you guys really have almost had diabetes the exact same amount of time. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like seven months. That's interesting. So, and Arden, my daughter Arden has a very, I, I think, similar experience in that she doesn't I don't think about diabetes in the same way who somebody who maybe was diagnosed when they were a little older and and remembers like a stretch of time not having it um may describe it so the entire time you were young were you using would you start with needles and or did you, how did you start managing like what was your mom using when you were little um when I was when I first got diagnosed um I had the needles but then when I was four, they gave me the insulin pump. Okay. So you've had a pump since you were four years old. Yes. Do you know how old my daughter was when she got a pump? Sorry? Do you know how old my daughter was when she got a pump? No. She was four. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys might be twinning the whole thing here. And we'll see as we go. Um, so what pump were you using when you were four? Uh, the Animas. Animas. And you're in Canada, correct? Yes. Okay. So your health system is a little, um, what's the word I want? It's slower to make changes. Maybe is that fair? Or do you yeah, know? I think it would be fair to say. Okay. Um, so you're using animus pump since you were four and do you have any real issues managing your diabetes? Was everything pretty normal? Um, everything's pretty normal except for the allergy when does, I have to insulin. Yeah. So is that the entire time like, since you're two or, or does it something that just started to happen? No, it just started to happen like what? A couple years ago. Okay. So maybe I'd like to know about that. What was the first thing you noticed? Um, well, it started, it wasn't really an allergic reaction. I just started to get really big bumps on my legs. Okay. To begin with, about almost five years ago. Mm -hmm. 
And then last year in February, I got hospitalized in DKA. Um, and that's when they realized that something bigger was happening than just like little reactions of um, resistance to insulin. Okay. And so in June of uh, 2020, they did some tests and every testing and everything. And that's when they realized I was allergic. I had, I, I was like reacting and everything. And then in February this year, that's when uh, they did the test to see if I was allergic to insulin. Mm -hmm. And they found out. And yes. that's when we realized I was. Okay. Go back to the bumps on your legs, like mosquito bites. Um, no bigger than that. Like a big bruise, like a big bruise Were they raised up. Yep. Did they hurt? Yeah. Okay. All over just your legs. Like Anywhere the, I would inject, actually. Oh, at injection sites. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of insulin are you using? Where, where are you using? I was using the Nova Rapid at the beginning, and then they changed me to all kinds of insulin, but they would all do the same thing. No matter what. Okay. So just I'm going to just talk to you for a second. I know you're young, so I don't want you to be upset, but... When you realize that you're allergic to the only thing keeping you alive, what do you think about? Um, well, my, the first thing that came to my head, like, I already have diabetes. Why do I have to have, like, an allergic reaction to it as well? Yeah. Did you ever make the distinction in your head, like, what happens if I can't use the insulin anymore? Yeah, it's definitely something we were all thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you felt like there was a way to deal with it. Yes and no. At the beginning, I did, but then at the end, I wasn't sure anymore. Okay. So when it first happened, you thought this is just a problem. We'll fix it. Yeah. Right. Okay. How long does it go on before you start worrying that maybe there's no fix? Um, a couple years, about three years. Wow. So that's when I realized that nothing was gonna happen. So for three years, you're just using insulin and it's making these big welts on you. Yep. Did that infect how you ate? Um, it didn't at the beginning, but then after a while it did. Because um, the insulin wasn't being absorbed in my body. And so my always high, but I didn't want to give myself insulin either since it was hurting after a while. Okay. So sometimes I would like skip meals or like skip snacks or like eat something that doesn't have high carbs or things like that. Okay. So, so not only was the, the, the raised up welts happening, but you weren't getting the effectiveness of the insulin that you would expect. No, exactly. Did anyone ever tell you what the raised up bumps were? Um, it's inflammation in the fat tissues. Okay. All right. Well, this seems like scary. Like I know you're young, so you're probably all like, "It'll work out," because that's what happens. Like something you know, something goes wrong, and then we fix it, and that's life. But that's frightening. Like, were your parents like freaked out? Like, have they told you since then? Like that they were really worried, or? Yeah, my mom was stressed out. That I know for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think what, because for me, I didn't really know how many people would be allergic and to insulin, like. 
in the world or anything. Like for me, it was just another problem that doctors knew about, right? Yeah. But then we actually realized that only three people in the world were reacting that like having this to that like to insulin the way I did. Yeah, it didn't matter which insulin it was. It just you had this reaction, and really, just three people. Like you're one of three people. Sacha, that's incredibly unlucky. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It really does. No kidding. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Hey, just for fun for a second, how does your mom I know she's right there, but how does your mom act when she's stressed out? Um she's not herself, that's for sure. But she, um, how can I say it? You mean how can you say it so she won't get mad at you when you say it? Is that the question? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um she starts acting up, if that makes sense. Ah, yeah, that's how you talk about children when they get upset when they're tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, that's fun. We won't tell her that part. She, she's going to listen, but it doesn't matter. We're just here. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my point was that it's stressful for everyone. Do you live in, like, a kind of like a standard family? Is there a dad? Do you have a dad and siblings? Yeah, or? I do. Well, they're separated, but I do see my dad every week, and then my mom and the other week okay do you have any other brothers sisters or do you have any brothers sisters yeah i actually have two brothers and one little sister do any of them have any autoimmune problems nope nothing celiac um nothing at all thyroid nope does their hair grow weird that's not an autoimmune thing never mind um (laughs) okay so okay so you really are like the one in a million here um yeah okay so (laughs) <laughs> so what ends up being the fix for this? Um, so they actually inserted a diaport in my belly. Okay. In the abdominal cavity. Um, so that the insulin would go, would like be absorbed by my body, but not in the subcutaneous um, part of it, since that's where I was uh, reacting. So that's, so in the end... It's not the insulin, well, it is. You're allergic to the insulin, but it's in the subcutaneous system. Like, that's where it's bothered. So if you get the insulin deeper than that in your body, it's fine. Yep. Wow. So so there's a, I've been looking online since I knew you were going to come on. Um, So there's this, like, did you get to see it before they put it inside of you? The what, sorry? Did you get to see the diaport before they put it inside of you? I did. Did it freak you out? Yeah, it did. <laughs> How big is it? Um, It's actually not that big. It's like the size of like... um, I can't even... Um, okay, you know like that little button you have on your jeans so you can tie them up? Yeah. About that size. Okay. So like so a button size. I was hoping yeah. you were gonna pick a coin, like a Canadian coin that had a funny name. Um, <laughs> that was my hope when you started describing the size of it. I don't think do you have like a loony or is that England? What am I thinking of? Yeah, the loony, but it's smaller than that. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you were gonna say, just so you know. <laughs> um, okay, so it's about the size of a button, and is it very thick or is it very thin? What is it? Um. It's thick since it has to go all the way to the abdominal, abdominal, abdominal. 
cavity and uh it also has to come out of my body so i can like put the little port on it so i can inject okay so, so it's definitely tick but nothing more than gotcha so this button is under your skin but it has a port that comes through your skin yeah ah and then how do you handle swimming for instance um you do have to cover it for um a little bit but then after a while you can just put the like reconnect go and shower just like you want you take like a wine cork and stick it over top of it or um yeah well we have what they call the uh tagatelle what's it called i'm sorry tagaderm okay okay which is like a clear cover that you put on top of oh, it oh oh uh teraderm yeah exactly are you from canada originally or are you from europe uh canada okay I love your accent, and your mom's is thicker. I like it. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm having a great time. What do you mean, sorry? You apologizing for how you talk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my accent. Really? How come? I don't know. It sounds like because like, I'm French, so it's like I don't know. I sound, I sound like weird when I talk in English. Oh, I see. So what's so you speak French at home usually? Yep. Interesting. All right. So hold on a second. Um, introduce yourself again, like we're restarting the podcast, and say you have type one diabetes, but say it in French. Hello, um, mon nom c'est Sacha Cardinal. J'ai diabète type one. Oh wow! So English is not your first language. No, it's not. Ah, do you speak it just at school, or how do you do? How do you do that? Um, yeah, basically just at school or like at work when like I have clients that are English. Interesting. I don't know why you don't like your accent though. Like, are you aware <laughs> of it? Yeah, I am. Oh, so, so it's uncomfortable for you to talk to me like this because you're thinking I sound funny. Yeah. Like when I compare myself to others, I'm like, oh, oh, oh you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Nobody cares. I have to be honest. I know you're young and it feels like everybody like looks at each other and nobody really, it doesn't matter. Nobody, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I think your voice sounds great. So don't worry about it. Thank okay? you. You're very welcome. All right. So they've got to put this thing in your abdominal cavity and this is a lifelong situation, right? There's no better answer than this. This is the one. Oh yeah. This is the one. Okay. Um, does it hurt? No. Are you, can you feel it through your skin? Um, I could at first, but not anymore. Okay. Um, and so are you getting much better reaction to your insulin? Like, did your basal rates change and stuff like that? Like, do you need less insulin now that it's being absorbed this way? Um, yeah. yes and no. It's another type of insulin. I get the same amount of insulin, except it's less concentrated. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is not, you didn't go back to Novo Rapid or something like that? No, uh, you can't with that system. So what are you using? Um, I can't tell you the name because it's in. <laughs> Wait, like because you're a spy and if you tell me you'll have to come kill me or something like that? Or what? Because you, <laughs> you can't pronounce no, it? No, um, because everything that, like the insulin is actually from Germany. Because that's where they have that diaport and like from Europe. Oh. So everything on that little like 
insulin bottle is written in Germany. You're you're using an insulin and the bottle is not in any language that you speak? Nope. (laughs) So you would tell me what it was called if you had any idea what it was called. Exactly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) hold on a second. What happens if you like need to go to the pharmacy and ask for it? Um, I bring an empty bottle of insulin. <laughs> this. More of this, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I just Googled Diaport Insulin Germany, and under images, you're like the fifth hit. Oh, really? Yeah. With a picture of you wearing a shirt from the office. Oh, the one from Chio. <laughs> um, okay. So you have... Wow. Oh, this is fascinating. I, I I just thought for certain I'd see the insulin, but it's just not there. Uh, the Ottawa citizen calls you diabetic teen. Diabetic teen allergic to insulin injections undergoes first in Canada operation. Wow, no one's ever had this before in Canada but you? Uh, no, actually no one on, I call it the left side of the planet. So like the only place that has it is Europe. What do you think they call their side of the planet on the right side of the planet? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm beginning to really like you. All right. So um, <laughs> you're saying when you look at, I know this isn't about diabetes, but when you look at a map, Canada's on the left side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Does anyone else say that, or is that just a thing you say? Um, I never heard anyone else say it. I just started using that phrase the other day when um, I was trying to explain that only Europe had it. Okay. But I was losing my words, and then I was like, well, the left side of the con- the planet doesn't have the diaphor. <laughs> so just in your head, and not out loud for a second, explain that in French in your head. Does it come out differently when you think about it in French? Not really, actually. Like, no? When I think about it, it, no. Okay. All right. I was just wondering if it was one of those things where you just didn't have the words, and so you just reached <laughs> for the closest word you had. You got a little softer. Do you know? I get, I'm not sure why your voice just got softer. Is it good now? Uh, it's still sort of the same. I think sometimes you just get excited and you speak more loudly than when you're talking at a normal rate, maybe. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. How long is the uh, surgery that puts in the port? Uh, so it's about 20 minutes for um, in Europe since like they already are used to it. Mm-hmm. But in Canada, it took an hour and a half. Oh, come on, Canada. All right, now that makes sense. Uh, were you asleep for it, or was it a local? No, asleep. You were asleep. Okay. Um, scar. Yeah, I do have one. Oh, does it suck? I think it does. People are telling me it doesn't really show, but I, my daughter had to have um, a little cyst removed from near her uh, fallopian tube like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and so she has these little. Uh, scars on her belly now and i have to say i don't think she cares like i think she got used to it 
Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me that I'll get used to it. Yeah. What do you think? You think you'd rather not have a scar on your stomach? Definitely would rather not have one, but well, but, but it's so. saving my life right now. So yeah, Sasha, this it's an incredibly interesting thing, isn't it? Like you have a problem that if it would have like, did you ever have you thought about this? Like if you were born in 1950, they probably would have been like, we can't help you. I know. That's really crazy, right? Yeah. You're lucky in a weird way. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, it's how you think about it, right? You could either say I'm unlucky because I got diabetes. I'm incredibly unlucky because I'm allergic to insulin and apparently no one else is. Or you can say that that was going to be true no matter what. And I'm really lucky that the technology and the medical understanding exists to, I mean, they saved your life, really. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I would think That's of it true. as being lucky if I was you. <laughs> I'd call that my lucky scar. You know? Yeah. Well, I like to say that I'm only like one of like three people. Yeah. With it. And I don't know those other two people. So basically, you're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just exclude them if you want to. <laughs> Are you the only one in Canada? Maybe we could get you to the number one ranking somehow if we think about it. Yeah. The only one in Canada. Nice. So you're like a Canadian superhero, basically. Yeah. Right. That speaks that speaks French. What should your superhero name be? Um, I didn't think of that. No. All right. If it comes to you, you let me know. Um, so this thing goes in. You're able to begin using it right away after the surgery. Yep. And immediately you can dial your blood sugars in and get your blood sugar better than it was. And no bumps. No bumps. Was that exciting a little or? Um, at first, I was a little bit anxious because I was like, yeah, maybe right now it's not reacting. But what about in like a couple injection and then it starts doing like big bumps again? Mm-hmm. It's a reason. And so now it's concern. been almost a month. You've only had this and a month? Almost. Yeah. Three weeks. Wow. You're on the podcast because one of the listeners of the podcast sent me a note and told me about you. I didn't realize it had only been a month. Yeah. Wow. You're like brand new, basically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you stopped. You've been able to stop being concerned that it's going to stop working. Yeah, because right now it's perfectly fine. Chugging along nice. Do you use a glucose monitor by any chance? Sorry? Do you use a glucose monitor like a Dexcom or a Libre or anything like that? Yeah, I need Dexcom G6. You have a G6. Okay. So can you really see the difference right now in your blood sugars? Uh, yes. I went from 30 to um, 4. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, so you your blood sugar was... you. How long had you been leaving it high like that? Um, Three years now. Oh, holy... Can we curse? I mean, I can if I want to. It's my... I just don't know you're underage, but I was going to say, holy... Sh- The T1D Exchange is looking for type 1 adults and type 1 caregivers who are U.S. residents to participate in a quick survey that can be completed in just a few minutes from your phone or computer. After you finish the questions, and they are simple, I did it in about seven minutes for Arden, you will be contacted annually to update your information and to be asked further questions. This is 100% anonymous, HIPAA compliant, 
and does not require you to ever see a doctor or go to a remote site. Every time someone completes the process using my link, the podcast benefits. So if you've been looking for a way to help T1D research, the podcast or both, nothing could be easier or more beneficial. T1D exchange research has led to increased insurance coverage for blood glucose meter strips, changes in the ADA's Changes in the American Diabetes Association guidelines for pediatric A1C goals. This is a big deal, whether you know it or not. The FDA's expansion of Dexcom labeling to include finger stick replacements and Medicare coverage of CGM devices. And there's a lot more going on. Like I said, I saw somebody online the other day involved in a in an adhesive trial. They got like four different spots on their arms and they're just helping out. Now, you don't have to do that. You can just answer the questions and be done with it. But if more opportunities come up and you're interested, they'll let you know. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. There's links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com. It only takes a couple of minutes to complete the survey. That's crazy. (laughs) Say holy shit in French for me. Holy shit. That's how we say it. Wow, that was a letdown. Okay. (laughs) 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 <laughs> your wow your average blood sugar was in the 500s and your a1c was like 21 ish um well for us it uh goes up to 14 so mine was higher than that but we don't know the exact number do you feel a lot better definitely yeah <laughs> no kidding so were you like brain fog like didn't have a lot of energy, all that stuff. Yeah. And I was always grumpy. Yeah. No kidding. Always grumpy might be the name of your episode. Uh, <laughs> but that was, um, wow. And, but that was your only option. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. Okay. Well, your life is about to get so much better. Yeah. Good for you. It will. No kidding. Don't go crazy. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, don't start running around with weird boys and <laughs> doing stupid stuff. And you know what I mean? Maybe it's too late for that. Oh, are the boys already weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, wow. Do you feel like, can you describe how, how you feel like thinking about it? Relieved. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But definitely happier. Say it again. I'm sorry. Happier. Happier. Yeah. Relieved, like in the big sense. Like, did you think you were going to die? Um. After last year, yeah, I did. Is it hard to keep, um, taking school seriously and worrying about things that you think aren't going to matter because you won't be here? Um. Yes and no, because I still wanted to, in my head, like sometimes when I would stop and like think about it, then I was like, yeah, there's big chances that I won't make it to my 20s. But on the other side, when I was um, just running around doing things and not thinking about it, it was more that, um, well, you have to get your grades up to go to university. You have to do this. like. I wasn't thinking about 
not being able to see that time either. Was it difficult to keep your grades up with your blood sugar that high? Yes. And it was hurting so bad that the only thing that was going through my mind when the teacher was talking or anything was the pain. And the pain from your your blood sugar being that high? Uh, from the injections. Oh, from the injection sites. So, yeah. so you were caught in a loop where you couldn't give yourself enough insulin to bring your blood sugar down. So you're higher, you're, you know, all the things that go along with a very high blood sugar. And then on top of that, each and every one of your injection sites was in pain. What kind yeah. of pain? Sharp, stabbing, dull, achy? Um, there's actually no word to describe that pain because it's like all mixed together. Wow. Did it burn? It it did. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so every time you thought to give yourself insulin, you knew you were going to create another one of these pain centers. Yeah. Were they better anywhere on your body over other places or did it not matter where they were? No, it did not matter. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Oh, geez. Did you cry a lot? I did. <laughs> I was just thinking I would cry a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, did Were your friends aware of your situation? Some of them were, but the ones that were aware of it, they didn't know the full story and they did not know uh, how bad it was or how, ba how bad it was, like, getting... I should say. If you don't have an answer to this next question, it's fine. I just want to ask it. Um, <clears throat> is there conscious thought that goes into how to pretend to not be in pain? Not really. But are you trying to just act like it's okay? Yeah, that's mostly how I was trying to cope with it. Mm -hmm. But it was always there. So walking, sitting, didn't matter. Walking was the worst because okay. um, especially when I was injecting on my legs or my arms or like even the belly, like sitting down, getting up, walking around, like everything was like my legs were moving, my arms were moving, my belly was moving. So like you could feel the bumps and then sitting down, it's... um you were like kind of relaxed, like you relax when you're sitting down and everything. Right. So you could feel the pain that way as well. And then standing up was putting so much pressure because they were bumps mm -hmm. um, and they were heavy. So you could feel the pain and the pressure from these standing up as well. Oh, so not only were they painful, but they were pulling on your body too. Yep. Could you, this is going to sound strange, or maybe it won't. Could you feel them when you were sleeping? Um, Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like, you get that feeling like you're never quite completely asleep, and you're aware of the pain even when you're... When yeah. You, yeah. I would get... The max I had of sleep was five hours. Wow. And this has been going on for three years? Uh, Yeah, the pain and everything, three years. Okay. And today, you don't have any pain? Nope. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Kind of yeah. That's kind of magical. Um, but there's a problem with all that, which is some of this isn't paid for by 
No, actually nothing is paid for right now. Nothing. So the surgery for the for the implant that wasn't covered by what do you guys call it? The health what do you guys call the um Health Canada. Health Canada. Yeah. Health Canada except for Sasha is what it should be called. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so the surgery your mom and dad had to pay for? Um, so on that side we were lucky. Um, the company that uh, does airport, which is called Rush, um, they decided to pay for the surgeon from Germany to be uh, flown over here. They also paid for the surgery, and um, they're paying one year of uh, how can I say it like. Insulin? The sites and everything. Oh, oh, the the sites. So the tubing and all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. But then after that, let's just say Justin Trudeau is not willing to pay for it. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put it right <laughs> on him? Is that, is that possible? Oh, he's getting gray. Ha ha. <laughs> I know nothing about the man. I don't even, I just... I just pulled up a photo of him real quickly, and I was like, oh, his beard got gray. <laughs> must, be a, must be a stressful job. Uh, so, so we need, uh, no, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going to say you need a plan here, but maybe not. You're independently wealthy, and none of this matters? Um, like, you guys have, like, millions really, of dollars in the bank? Sorry? You guys have, like, millions of dollars in the bank, and you just... I, I wish. No, <laughs> not the case. So, so there's cost involved here that the healthcare system in Canada won't pay for. Is it just a matter of you having to explain it to them or have they already had it explained and they were like, no, thank you, we're not helping? No, we explained a lot and then we sent more letters and then more explanation and then um, I think we sent about three to five letters to them. Okay. And they're still not paying. They're just saying no. And the bigger, yeah. like, so the, the, the biggest problem is the cost of the insulin that we don't know the name of. Is that right? Um, and all of the others. So all together, I think it's a, no, sorry. All together, like the sites and everything, it's $15,000. So for the year, the insulin and the sites together are like 15. Yep. Wow. You're going to have to get a job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, you're going to have to figure out something to do. Right. So, yeah. um, at the moment you have a GoFundMe. But yep. but that's that's not the that can't be the answer forever. So no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to find a way to explain to Canada that you need a different help. Like if you had like a weird something else that nobody else had, they would cover it. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know. I, I think so. <laughs> Hell, Canada is special. I'd say. <laughs> Is that what you would say? <laughs> um, what What are some of the things you guys have talked about to try to figure this out? Like, have you thought of moving to other countries or what have you considered? We haven't really talked about anything else right now. We were talking about the GoFundMe and things like that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then the doctor said, like, if that doesn't work, then we'll try and find something else but right now we don't really have a plan no that's um that's not fun so do you do you feel like this is something that's going to get worked out or 
what's your level of hope for this? It's 50-50. Yeah. You think maybe they'll help you and maybe they won't, but you don't have any reason to think one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Um, wow. Well, I mean, I'll make sure people know about the GoFundMe for certain um, here, but I, I just feel like the the bigger thing to do is to find someone who knows how to uh, how to get inside of Health Canada and make people listen. And I, as crazy as it sounds, I might know somebody. So I'm going to ask that person when I get done talking to you today and see if they have any um, suggestions for you. They've had a little bit of uh, luck getting coverage for CGMs in Manitoba. Um, oh, wow. And so they, I think they know how to maybe talk to people uh, or, or, or move them a little bit. And I'm wondering if they wouldn't have some suggestions for you. So I will. Thank you. you know, of course. It's actually strange as we're talking about it. I think on Friday this week, the episode goes up with Trevor about, about what they did in Manitoba. I'm actually going to look real quick. Um, I said real quick and then my internet slowed down. Yes. On the ninth, I'll put up an episode called Manitoba Strikes Back. <laughs> so, um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, and there's a, comp- a pretty compelling blog post that he wrote about how to, um, how to make change that I'll make sure you have too. Um, okay. So is there, I mean, is there anything that you would want people to know about this or anything that I haven't thought to ask you? Um, no, I think that was we did a good all job. I had to say. Yeah. We did a good job. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're really, um, you're brave for doing this and, and talking about it. Your all your friends know you, I guess, it made it to the newspaper, right? So everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Did what was it weird to be like like famous like that? Um it was especially at the beginning because I also got hospitalized for 4 months. Um and then starting to get messages from my friends like asking where I was and things like that. So I was like, "Oh, well, I guess now is time to tell them that I'm actually not doing as great as they think oh, I, see. I am. Uh, so you were keeping it pretty private for a while. Yeah. When you're in the hospital, how were they giving you insulin in the hospital? Uh, they were giving it through IV, so into my veins, so that I wouldn't react. And was that working well? Uh, yeah, it was, actually. That's how they got my numbers down gotcha. at first. What, um, what is it like being in the hospital for four months? Um, as stupid as it sounded, it was exhausted, exhausting. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Tell me why. Sorry. That's I was going to say, tell me why, but it sounds like a fight broke out about a baguette in the background. Um, yeah, my mom (laughs) and my brother are playing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but what was exhausting about it? Um, well, especially with COVID right now, you can't really see anyone inside or outside. You can't go out. You can't do anything. And then being um, seated in a bed all day long and not being able to move around because you have a, this big pole following you everywhere. 
Yeah. Made it even harder. Did you I try guess. to did you try to do school while you were there? Uh yeah, I actually didn't really have a choice, so I wouldn't be graduating. You didn't have a choice. I would think you might get a pass. <laughs> maybe maybe they'd be like We oh. were hoping for one, but yeah. they didn't. Right, well, you'd still need to learn. I'm sure you learned some very important things while you were in there. I think I learned more over there. I could be a nurse now. <laughs> 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 you learned how to be a nurse while you're at the hospital. Like after a while, you're like, I see how this goes. I could do this. Um, that is yeah, really, exactly. really super interesting. Um, well, I'm happy that you have uh, an answer that is, you know, health wise, like forget the rest of the stupid stuff for a second. Health wise, I mean, it's a pretty exciting time for you. It must feel like you have a brand new life. Yeah. Good for you. That's exciting. Um, do you have a website or is it just a GoFundMe? Uh, just a Okay. Um, I don't know a lot about GoFundMe, but I'm going to go to it for a second and hit search. And I imagine if I type in your name, S-A-C-H-A, and then do I need your last name? I'm not sure. I haven't went on it in a while. All right. Well, I'm going to look. Hold on a second. Well, I typed in your name and it didn't come up with you. That's not a good sign. Hold on a second. Is your mom there or is she killing your brother? <laughs> She's still with my brother. <laughs> okay. Is she like, is she beating him up or what do you think is happening right now? I really don't know. <laughs> how, how old? How old is he? He's 20. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, your mom was, I mean, I'll get a link or something and I'll put it in the show notes of the podcast so people can find it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, it was nice of you to come on and tell me about this, this is really like such a rarity that um, it's kind of crazy. I know it's your life, so it doesn't feel that odd, but it is very strange to hear. So. Well, thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Well, how about that, huh? Allergic to insulin and has type 1 diabetes. That is about as frightening as it gets for me. I don't know about you. If you'd like to help support Sasha, she has a GoFundMe, and I'll tell you how to get to it at the very end. For now, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for considering going to the T1D Exchange and joining the registry at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. For those of you who became members of the show or bought me a cup of coffee, thank you so much. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash juice box. I'm going to put a link to Sasha's Go find me right here in the show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com on the episode page for this episode. Her name is spelled S-A-C-H-A. That will help you. The title of her GoFundMe is Help Sasha Have a Normal Life Without Worries. There's a picture of her in her hospital bed. Um, when you get there, you'll see it. Or you can go to gofund.me forward slash D-F. Zero C A six A B, but it might be easier to get the link from my website and click on it. Help Sasha have a normal life without worries. If you're interested, head over and take a look.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. I'll be back soon with more. Until then, I hope you have a great day.